Alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Safina Society Nothing But Facts live stream where this is a live stream in which we uh, are covering different books we read from different books and we want to be able to introduce Islam and the different uh, sciences, subjects, issues and discussions surrounding uh, deen, religion, theology. We want to be able to share this with uh, newbies, uh, new Muslims, even non-Muslims, and those who are already on their way, but are, are just learning the path of how to learn and how to seek knowledge. That's always been our range, from zero to, let's say, maybe an intermediate level. Okay? All right. Today is the day in which we cover stories of the awliya. Okay. Stories of the awliya. What are the awliya? In Islam, there are believers. There are, there are Muslims. You become Muslim by saying, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. There is none worthy of worship, but Allah Muhammad is his last and final messenger. You're a Muslim. Now, in our religion, though, just being a Muslim uh, implies... It's just outwardly, for us, you're a Muslim. But in the sight of God, there's no fooling God. You need to now be a believer. It has to settle in your heart. You can fool us, but you can't fool a believer. Not like anyone would try to fool. I mean, sometimes people do. They get married, right? They have a husband or a wife, and they're, okay, fine, I'll be Muslim, because they really love the person. And the person maybe not so attached to their religion, but they know that they can't marry a non-Muslim, Right? So they may do that. So the, the point for us is there is an outward and there's an inward, okay? There's an outward and there's an inward. The outward, we can only judge a person by the outward. Okay, you, you, you said that you're a Muslim, right? so we believe you. But what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he knows inside of our hearts. So we need at that point to have iman too, to be a believer, okay? So we can judge who's a Muslim but we cannot judge people's hearts. So you need to be a believer. All right? So how do we become a believer? Allah tells us the signs that a person is a believer. Amongst them, they're concerned about making wudu properly. It's one of the signs. They, their hearts are attached to the mosques. That's another. They love to go to the house of Allah. They love to sit around in gatherings of knowledge and remembrance. They, they love sitting in these gatherings, they, and they always do. These are all signs of believers. Okay? That's, how, that's how you know your faith is true. They love to give charity in secret, knowing that the reward and the love of it will be with Allah, not trying to get a reward from somebody else or praise from somebody else. Okay? Now, there is a level that the Quran tells us that is beyond just believers. It's what we call awliya. Christianity, they call them saints. We don't really have a word like that. We just say awliya. That's the Arabic for that. And that is those who have gone above and beyond fulfilling their obligations as a Muslim, having sincere faith and avoiding prohibitions. Awliya, that's really the goal for all believers. And that has its own signs. The sign of a wali. Wali is the singular, awliya is the plural. 
And the word means uh, someone who is supported, right? And someone who is loyal. So they are, uh, their loyalty is to God and Allah is their protector. That's one of the meaning of awliya. So what needs to, um, uh, to happen, to become a wali is given to us by Allah. They remember Allah much. They, they do more than they're asked in Islam. They do a lot more than they're asked in Islam. They go above and beyond. They learn. They do a lot of remembrance of Allah. Very basic things, but more than everybody else. See, in life, subhanAllah, it's amazing that you see people who are accomplished here and people who are still down here in every field, right? What's the difference? The only difference is, is not really what they do or what they know, but, or not really what they do, but it's the amount that they do. So uh, just to, to take a little diversion, to, to, to show you that uh, the amount of something is really important. To give the time and the patience. I'll, there's a lot of health people, fitness coaches, that say, yeah, man, you want to lose weight? Get off the treadmill. It's wasting your time. How many people? And you start thinking, yeah, there's a lot of people who walk, who go on the treadmill, and never got them results. So they say, cardio doesn't get you results. And it's convincing, right? But then hold on a second. Let's go all to the, all the hardcore runners, like the marathon type of people, the, the hardcores. Are any of them overweight? Do any of them have an ounce of fat on them? No, they don't. Right? So when there's 100% correlation, there must be causation. Can't be right? anything else. So what's the difference between that guy who is sort of like not really overweight nor in shape that middle guy that most of people are like this who gets on the treadmill and does huh yeah like skinny fats who are if we're allowed to say that we didn't offend anybody but uh and then they 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 get on the treadmill they do they go on four and they run for 20 minutes a couple times a week right they go to the gym you see them going to the gym two three times a week right run for 30 minutes come back and no results and you're like yeah this treadmill doesn't work Right, But then hold on a second. We just confirmed that it works. What's the difference? The difference is the how much sauce you're pouring on. That's the difference. That's all it is. That's literally all it is. You go on three times a week. You know the, 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 the general advice, three times a week, 30 minutes each time. That's what you do. But the, 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 these perfectly thin runners are on about an hour a day. And on a Saturday, Sunday two, three hours. They literally go on two, three-hour runs. One, one hour this way, one hour back in the street or on the treadmill. So the issue is the amount. That's the only difference, right? That's literally the only difference. Einstein himself said, I'm not smarter than any of my colleagues, but I put more time into the work. Like I'll sit with a question and he puts more time into it. So the dhikr is no different than like this running. Everyone does a little bit of dhikr, a wird here and a wird there. A wird is, a dhikr is the remembrance of Allah, and a wird is a, a collection of prayers that usually people do in the morning and the evening and sometimes throughout the day. It may take 15 minutes. So a lot of people do a little bit, and they may or may not see results, so they give up. But you're going to get results when you actually sacrifice the time and sit down, cancel other things off your schedule, 
and sit down and do a lot of the think that you want. When I talk to one of my friends who used to be not just skinny fat, he was a doughboy, right? He even grew, he wasn't even like into sunnah, but he grew a big beard to cover himself, right? And now the guy can sit there, it could be 12 at night, and he could down a whole strawberry shortcake and a, a, thing, a tub of ice cream, nothing will happen. He burns off that much, right? Did you guys all hear that? I don't know. <laughs> he burns off so much, okay? And I asked him, well, what's the secret? He said, no, there's no secret. He said, you, you run at a short pace, uh, a, speed, a low speed, and it could be the speed that you can have a discussion, you can talk, right? So it's like very low speed, 2.7, 2.8, 2.93, right? That's it, right? And he goes for like one and two hours daily, one and two hours daily, okay? So uh, it didn't pick up. So uh, that's, that's what happens. That's how he did it, okay? One and two hours daily. So that's the key. It's a lot. Now, how, what does this have to do with what were our subject today? When we talked about the, the things that indicate your faith, that you're a believer, and the things that make you a wali are the exact... You heard a noise? You want to go check that out? It's the exact same. You can, you can come behind me and just look out the window. It's the exact same stuff, except the people who are on the path of wilaya do a lot more of the same stuff than anyone else. And then they develop that way. Okay? They develop by more remembrance. So the word la ilaha illallah, very simple, right? Say la ilaha illallah a couple times, good. But what about, what if you said that for an hour straight? What's going to happen to you? What happens if you do that for an hour straight every day, for seven days? You're going to be a different person. Things will develop. Things will move in your mind. Things will move in your heart. Just like the people who um, consistently, the key is the consistency, as uh, Narwa says. Okay? The consistency that... Um, an athlete or a workout person, when they're always doing that, the body's like, yeah, let's, let's start burning this fat, right? And the body changes. So that's what we're saying when it comes to uh, ibadah, uh, acts of worship that reach us to the level, what in Islam is called wilaya. It's the same stuff, right? It's no different, but they put on much more sauce just like the new generation Ahmed's generation probably Habib maybe I don't know if it's you guys or the ones below you you know the way they eat these days the kids the youth tell me if t you tell me out there if I'm if, if you see the same thing I see kids these days eat sauce and the food is just the base right like the amount of even the restaurants I'm, I'm serious go to Smashville is Smashville selling you chicken or sauce it's selling you sauce, hot sauce, with chicken under it. It's all sauce. Anyway, that's just a little thing. But the key is pour on more sauce. Little, the same thing, but more. Like we were reading yesterday. What is the difference between 
a per, one person and another is just the amount of repetitions, the amount of time given to Arabic or to running or to dhikr. It's the amount of time. So it's the same. I met. A, I saw a guy the other day. I couldn't believe it. He's like 67. He's an old man. This guy was chiseled. I was like, is you a model or something? Right? He said, no. Uh, well, it was, it was like an interview with him. So they, they said, are you a model or something? He said, no. He said, what's your routine? He said, my routine is something everybody can do. If they really want it, they're going to give it the time. And he said his routine is he jogs an hour a day. And he does throughout the day sessions where he does 1,000 sit-ups and 1,000 push-ups. That's it. Push-ups, sit-ups, running. No equipment, no philosophy, no subscriptions, no special drinks. What's your diet? Regular. Eat good food. That's it. Healthy food. You you ever have Coke? Yeah, every once in a while. You ever have ice cream? Once in a while. Regular, decent, good, healthy food. But um, uh, an hour a day of jogging, 1,000 push-ups and 1,000 sit-ups. That's it. And the guy, like was in amazing shape, right? But that's all it was. It was not anything special. So that's where I'm telling you, you see the greats, whether it be in our religion, in the awliya, in any other field, you see the greats and you think they got something special that no one else has. Chances are it's not the case. Chances are they got the same toolkit you do, but they just hack. They have like 10,000 times more hacks than you do, right? And that's the only difference. So that's what a wali is, okay? That's what we have. Um, uh, a wali is somebody, they're on the same religion we are, the same beliefs, nothing special, no special books, no secret books, but they do more of it, right? So that's uh, just to give everybody an idea what is, um, uh, what is uh, a wali, Okay. It's the amount of time. It's not even, it's not even the, like someone's talking about the intensity. It's not even the intensity, right? It's not even, now obviously a thousand wishes is, is insane. Obviously he worked his way up to that. But the intensity of push-up, jogging out of three where you can talk, literally almost a trot. That's not intense. That's, that's easy. Anyone could do that. Just add more time. All right. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ma'ruf al-Qarqi. وهو أبو محفوظ معروف ابن فيروز الكرخي. He died 200 after the Hijrah or 815 of the Common Era. And he was from the Kibar of the Mashayikh. Mashayikh means the, the, the elders of the religion and are of the community and the scholars. وكان مجاب الدعوة. He has, he is مجاب الدعوة. Okay. Uh, when people make dua and they visit his grave, their needs are fulfilled. يقولون البغداديون قبره معروف Okay. ومجرب It is to go to that location and seek from Allah your needs, Allah will grant it to you because of how much معروف الكرخي was blessed. وَهُوَ مِنْ مَوَالِي عَلِي بْنِ مُوسَى الرِّضَى Who is Ali ibn Musa al-Ridha? Son of Musa al-Kadhim. Okay. 
Who is Musa al-Kadim? Son of Jafar al-Sadiq. Who is Jafar al-Sadiq? Son of Muhammad al-Baqir. Who is Muhammad al-Baqir? Son of Ali Zain al-Abidin. Who is Ali Zain al-Abidin? Son of Al-Husayn ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib. Who is Al-Husayn ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib? The son of Fatima and Ali. And who is Fatima? Bint Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Daughter of Muhammad sallallahu Now what is a mawla? In, in Islam, when a new convert came in in the old days, we understand, um, we understand that a person cannot live alone. In society, why? What if you, if you, if you did something wrong by accident? Let's say you, you killed someone's uh, camel by accident. Forget a person. You, you killed a camel by accident. Huh. Uh, you owe a lot of money now. Who's going to help you do that? Right? Your family has to help you do that. Okay? So every Muslim who came into Islam, in today's world, you buy insurance, Right? But when a Muslim comes into Islam, insurance for life, for healthcare and all that. But when a Muslim came into Islam, you needed to join a tribe. So you join the tribe. So that's a mawla. You're a Persian. All right, you're going to, who's your friend? Oh, here's my friend. He's the one who introduced me to Islam. All right, you're part of his tribe now. You're not literally part of it, but you will be treated as part of it. So if you were to ever owe a big sum of money, that tribe covers you. Because the dia is not meant for one person to cover it. It's meant for the tribe and the clan to cover it for you. Who's gonna, who, who has that amount of money? Right? So the clan covers it for you. Okay? That's the idea of... Uh, that is the idea of uh, the mawla. That's what a mawla is. Right? So when, 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 a, when a Muslim converts today, we should always have one person whose job it is to follow up with them. It's a buddy system, but this was a bigger buddy system. Sajid said, it feels wrong thing, the grave dua thing. So let me ask you a question. Um, are there blessed places? There are. Masjid al-Haram is blessed. Masjid al-Nabwi is a blessed place. All right, let me ask you a question. Why is Masjid al-Haram blessed and why is Masjid al-Nabwi blessed? Okay. Is it not because of the people who were there? Right? Why is Al-Aqsa blessed? Is it not because of all the prophets of Bani Israel that were there? Why is Al-Madinah blessed? The Masjid of the Prophet is not because of the Prophet there. So the, we know that there are blessed places. Okay. Why is a, special, a mosque blessed? In general, the old Masjid, you feel like it's blessed here, right? Why? Is it not because people prayed there for hundreds of years? So places are blessed because of the people. Right, so at that point, whether that per, these people they're dead, right? They're dead, or no, it doesn't make a difference. They're, because of their connection to that place, it's blessed. So likewise, the awliya Allah Subhanahu wa Taala at a lesser level than prophets, no doubt about that. Uh, what's associated with them? It's possible that it'd be blessed. So in other words, like uh, this is what they experienced. What the people of Baghdad and the scholars of Baghdad, they experienced that. So we're just transmitting that. We, can't, we didn't uh, experience that ourselves. We're just telling you what they said. But uh, just Islamically and rationally, this is completely possible. Such that if I was to say to you, um, go to 
Masjid Al-Haram and make dua. We know for sure. That's a blessed place. Why is it blessed? Because of the human beings. Was Hajar a prophet? No. We have our rituals of Hajar based upon her. Right? So, uh, that's the concept is that Allah has those people He loves and He loves for us to be near where they are physically now or even where they were. Okay? Even if they passed on. So that's the concept. And that's why by Sharia and by reason, there's nothing, um, it does not contradict either one of them. I can make dua anywhere, right? I can make dua anywhere. Uh, with, with exception to places where there was adab, we should leave. We shouldn't sit there and make dua. And of course, places with najasa, like the bathrooms. Okay? But I can make dua anywhere. So if I have an experience that, hey, dua was accepted here, okay? If you believe me, then you can believe that, right? If you don't believe me, you don't have to believe that. So uh, where else is dua, aside from the three sacred mosques, where else is dua considered to be by the uh, experience of people that supplication is accepted? In Jordan, where Mu'tah happened, and all those Sahaba were killed at the Battle of Mu'tah. Jordan many places right uh, he is the sheikh Maruf al-Karqi is the sheikh of Sari al-Saqti wa sami'atu al-ustad Aba Ali al-Daqaq rahimahullahu ta'ala yaqul kana Maruf al-Karqi min abawain nasraniyain so what's the origin why is he a mawla in the first place a mawla means that he doesn't have a Muslim family right Abu Ali al-Daqaq said he came from a Christian family okay so they sent Ma'ruf to the teacher. And the teacher used to teach him the Trinity. And like many Christian kids have said, it didn't settle with me. The Trinity did not settle with him. And he's surrounded with Muslims. Okay, He said it's impossible for there to be three. Allah is only one. Okay, Did he hear that from the Muslims, from the Adhan? Maybe. And it settled in him. But the Christian teacher didn't like this. He hit him. Okay? He hit him. Before any tahfiz teachers were hitting the students, which is terrible, this guy hit him. So he fled. He ran away. And he became Muslim at the hands of Ali ibn Musa al-Ridha. Okay? Ali, son of Musa al-Kadhim. Should we say the lineage again? Right? Ali, son of Musa al-Kadhim, son of Jafar al-Sadiq, son of Muhammad al-Baqir, son of Ali Zain al-Abidin, son of Ali uh, al-Hussein ibn Ali, son of Ali and Fatima, daughter of the Prophet So who's the, the hadh, the fortune that Allah planned for him was that he run away and meet Ali al-Ridha. Okay? Someone whom we can assume is very much like his father in piety and understanding. Okay. And so he goes back to Ali, to, to uh, he, he becomes Muslim, then goes back to his house after some while when he became strong in his deen, and they saw he's changed. He looks different. He doesn't look like a Christian anymore. He has, right, uh, a trimmed mustache, and what have you. Well, I don't know if he had a mustache. He was away. I don't know how many years. It doesn't say how many years. But he left for a while, came back, 
to the point that when his parents looked at him, they said, what religion is this that you're upon? He said, the religion that is Hanif, the way of the pure Hanif way, and that is Islam. So he said, and I will not enter this house unless you all both enter Islam. And they did. They both entered Islam. This goes to show us that sometimes parents, it's not just today, from way back, but probably way back, uh, it was much less. Sometimes parents follow their kids. Sometimes a kid in a family is stronger in personality than both of his parents. And sometimes he's stronger than one. And so the, that it could be like, let's say, the mom, and she's caught between the husband and a strong dad, uh, son. Right? That's not good. But um, sometimes both parents follow the kid. Now, let's, where, where else is an example of this in the Qur'an? In the Qur'an, we have a chapter called The Cave, or Surat Al-Kahf. And it tells a story of a mysterious man who is shown the future. And he has the permission from God to alter and protect uh, the people from that bad future. And one of the future that he saw was that two pious believers, husband and wife, would end up in hell because they follow their son. And their son was wicked. So all three end up in hell. So the only way for him to save this situation was to kill that son. So he killed that son. Before that boy reached maturity. Okay? So where is the boy? In paradise. Because he never reached maturity. And then uh, those parents, what happened to them? They stayed upon their faith. They end up in paradise. All three end up in paradise. Okay? So he's shown a possible future. Because Allah has written for us and has knowledge of what is and what could have been but won't be. What could have been. This is why we know and we believe that we are uh, Allah, the Prophet said, everyone has a place in heaven and a place in hell. And you have a range in between. Most likely you'd be in the middle, right? If all your decisions were right, here's your place. If all your decisions were wrong, here's your place. And like the, the, the likelihood will be somewhere in the middle. Okay? So uh, we know that. Therefore, in the knowledge of Allah is everything I'm going to do by my own choice, but also anything I could have done. And what would have happened? So this here is uh, an instance in which uh, this mysterious man known as Al-Khidr, okay, his name is Al-Khidr, his nickname, he was shown one of the possibilities. And he has the obligation now to fix it. And the, he, this is why he's, his story is so unique and so special, like unique and mysterious, is because the only the ways in which he fixes things are not the common ways we would fix things. We are bound by a law to follow. If I want to change this situation, I got to give advice to the parents. But the way Khidr fixes things is by doing bad things to innocent people and good things to bad people. Right? He, so he does good things for bad people and bad things to good people. Right? to protect the good people from harm and to and he does good things to bad people to protect the victims the potential victims of those bad people who so sometimes the way in which you 
fix or protect a victim from an oppressor may involve, for Chidr, not for us, doing something good to the oppressor. What's an example of that? He famously in the chapter, in that chapter, Surah Al-Kahf, chapter number 18 in the Quran, he goes in, he fixes a wall. Okay? For a, a city of people who are selfish and greedy people. And he fixes their wall for free. Like, who would go to Wall Street and do a construction rehab for free? These people, they charge you per the inch and per minute of time. It's all money and contracts and business. They don't do charity there. It's not like the countryside where everyone's nice. Okay? So he goes to such a city and he actually does a good deed for them. And Musa says, these are bad people. These are greedy people. We've been asking them for food all night. Everyone closes their door. They're greedy. So now charge them. All they know is business. So he refused to charge them. And then he explained why. He said, they're greedy, right? Therefore, there are victims. There are future victims in this society. And this wall, he fixed a wall. The wall that I fixed has a treasure in it, okay, that it has been... Bequ- bequ- um, bequeathed to, to orphans okay orphans whose dad died if this wall were to fall down these people are too vicious and greedy to ever give it to the orphans let's say it's like a treasure and it has in it let's say something that this treasure belongs to so and so right if you find it, it go give it to so it needs honest people to do that so he does good things to bad people and bad things to good people all for their for the benefit of the good people and for the benefit of the victims of the bad people okay so it looks terrible but it's good and you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala achieves his ends however he wishes we cannot do that okay Allah is not bound by a law we are bound by a law so that's the difference. And that's why if you are Arif Billah, the, the Arifin, how are the, the Gnostics, those who truly understand Allah and how he works in the universe, how are they so calm all the time? This is why. Because they don't see bad people doing bad things. They see Allah using a bad person to achieve his will. That's how they see things. It is Allah using this bad, this bad person to achieve his will. And Allah may use good people to achieve his will, and he may use bad people to achieve his will. Everyone is working for, towards the will of Allah. Everybody. Whether you know it or not. You say, oh, so are you telling me that the will of Allah involves half the Syrian population to be put out of their house? You say, yes. Yes, it is. You just don't see it yet. One of the Persian poets said, the plan of Allah is more perfect than a Persian rug. But an ant so small, crawling on a Persian rug, only sees random colors. But if you were to lift that ant up and let it look at the rug, they see perfection, absolute perfection. Because you don't like something, because you don't understand something, and because you are pained by something, does not negate that the plan is perfect, as it is. Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib famously said, if the veil was lifted behind the plan of Allah and the future of all things, you would choose the present exactly as things are now. You would realize, this is perfect. 
Don't touch it. Okay? You don't see the blueprint of the future. How do you know Allah subhanahu what Allah's future is, let's say, for the Syrians? I told you, I don't know if I said this yesterday or not, but famous uh, story that the, the, the Chinese or the Japanese tell. They had wisdom too. It says that uh, a boy came, the king came by, and the boy, and there was a beautiful boy there. And the king said, this boy looks beautiful. Beautiful young boy. Smart, good intention, good heart. I want to give him a gift, a horse. So he gives him a royal horse. Beautiful horse. Everyone said, wow, what a lucky kid gets a horse. And the wise man sitting under a tree with his long wispy beard and, you know, these, uh, he says to the people, maybe and maybe not. Two weeks later, he falls off the horse. They said, oh, what a shame. The poor kid, he fell off the horse. He cannot enjoy his horse anymore. He fell off the horse. They, the, the, the master said, maybe and maybe not. Two weeks later, war breaks out and invading armies coming in and all the youth get drafted to go to war. They said, wow, he's so lucky that he broke. It's so good that he, we now see what you're saying. It's so good that he broke his leg because he can't go and join the war. He says, maybe and maybe not. They go out into the war. They crush the enemy and they all come home with money, bags of silver and gold and animals and spoils of war. And they say to the Zen master, they say, oh, too bad he didn't go to the war. He could have came back with more money and more horses than this horse right here. And he says, maybe, maybe not, right? So you, what seems to be on the outside is not always what it is on the inside. Someone put here, uh, Chocolate Wallace says, Hamza Sources loves to say, Allah has the picture, we have the pixel. That's exactly it, right? Allah has a picture, you have the pixel. That's, it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. So uh, that's the, the idea here that um, we, we, we went off on that tangent saying that some parents follow their kids. And I think today, more than ever before, a lot of parents follow their kids in what is bad. They follow their kids in what is bad. So you see the kids are, um, by peer pressure, what have you, they get into some trend or some stupidity, and a lot of parents buckle to that. Okay? So you got to be strong if you're a parent. You got to be strong. You have to get, bend where it's okay to bend, and, and then you have to stay firm where you have to stay firm. Okay. And I believe that children love order. Human beings in general feel secure with order. That's why people will choose an oppressor over a revolution. The Egyptian people are not, they're, they're, they're not all that uh, dumb when it comes to politics. They've been in the, they have a heritage and a tradition of being in the, the best area in the world. The, the best piece of real estate. If you were to take the beginning of humankind to the end of humankind, the one spot of land that has basically been the best piece of real estate as a country for the longest time has got to be Egypt. There's no other way, right? You got the Mediterranean right there. You got the Red Sea right there. You got a big Nile coming right through and it splits up. Farms galore. Fish, basically free. There's so much fish, right? 
Animals, soil, that is amazing because of the overflow. Then you got desert on the left. So you want to kill us from, from, you want to come from the west to kill us? You're going to probably die in the desert. Um, desert in the south. Okay, rapids and desert in the south. And where's the south? Up. So it can see. Like it's not that, it's not flat. Egypt's not flat. Egypt goes up like this. So southern Egypt is called upper Egypt. So you always have the high ground. What place is better real estate than this? Okay, and now imagine now you cut off North and South America because that's amazing nature too, right? But just cut that out for a second. And for most of human history that we know of, right, our parts of the world was the Eastern side. So let's say just the Eastern side. Forget before the East and West connected. They, dis- they were disconnected for so many centuries, right? Just that. Name me a rival piece of real estate in Egypt. These people have people have been fighting for this piece of real estate for ages. The Egyptians know very well how to be politically safe. So what they did was we got the land, we got the farms. You guys rule the cities, right? That's how the Egyptians operated. Julius Caesar is coming in, take it. We'll give you the crown, right? As long as we got the farms, we got the food, we got the water. What else do we want? We need take the cities, okay? And we'll sell you the, the goods. The Egyptian people have known forever that as long as we got our, our farms, why, why wage a war, right? Stability, even if the guy is bad and he taxes us, still better than a war, right? Revolutions. So that, the Egyptian people can't say like they're, they're all bad. They, there's a reason they have this mentality that they will never have a rebellion. What they did in the Arab Spring for 11 days was unprecedented, right? It's not part of their history to do that. Not that that's, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm saying that they know how to survive, okay? Whereas then you go to Lebanon, where they went about 1,300 years where they didn't have any wars. So they don't know how bad war is. Then they had a war in the 70s, and it lasted for 17 years. Crazy. All right. So, um, children love order. Human beings love law. and They love order. Law is, is good, too. But there's order. Even with an oppressor, there is an order. You ever see the mafia in a city, and then the mafia gets pulled out of the city? It's a disaster, Right? The police come in, they gut the mafia out of the city, and it ends up as a disaster. The mafia are criminals, but they kept order. Not, it's not fair law, but it's order. So in the hierarchy of things, it's law and order, order, and then, it's, and then chaos, right? Order with a predictable oppression. It's predictable. Who's going to oppress me is predictable. But, and uh, it is order. So, um, children love law and order. And I think parents shouldn't, shouldn't be afraid to say, these are the lines right here. We're not crossing this line. We're not crossing that line. Everything in between can be a discussion. Okay. Sari is the number one disciple of Maruf al-Karkhi. How did he come to know okay, Maruf al-Karkhi? 
He saw him in a dream. In this dream, Maruf al-Karhi was under the throne. The throne is a, the greatest creation, the biggest creation of Allah. And everything revolves around the throne. Okay? Everything is taking its madad from the throne. Okay? What are the angels doing? They, re- they revolve around the throne. The throne is sort of like, imagine um, all the, the worlds that Allah has created, the first sky, the second sky, the third sky, we're in the lowest. But each one, it's almost like uh, uh, centered under the one above it. And the throne, the arsh, is the greatest of all these, and it is above the seventh heaven. Heavens in Islam, there are heavens and there are paradises. Heavens, there, there's no disobedience, there's perfection. Perfect realities, more perfect above, one above the other. More uh, um, ethereal. So the arsh is above all of that. And all of it is in accord with the arsh. So he said, I saw Maruf under the arsh. And Allah saying to the angels, who is this? They say, Allah knows best. You know best, our Lord. He says, this is Maruf al-Karhi. Okay. He has become intoxicated with his love for me and he will not awaken from this intoxication until he meets me. Some of the companions of Dawood al-Ta'i said, Okay, who's Dawood al-Ta'i? Dawood al-Ta'i is from the mystics above him in, in years. So he used to take knowledge from him and his from those disciples. So the disciples of he said, one of the disciples of Dawood al-Ta'i said, Beware of ever leaving off action. This is what we said earlier in the stream. Action. You need action. You can get cannot get results by wishy-washiness or hope. Okay? You can only get results by action. Take action. And keep it simple, but do a lot of it. Okay? You know, a karate kid is like that. There's no special moves except the end when he had to innovate because he had a broken leg. But all the moves are just the, 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 the normal moves, but done perfectly. Right? So he had to do this a thousand times, do this a thousand times, right? Wax on and wax off. A thousand, thousands of repetitions of the same move. Until you do it. Look at the New England Patriots. Anything special about them when they were winning all those Super Bowls? Nothing other than per- they never go off sides, right? The, the route is run perfectly. And it's like four yards here, six yards there. Guy won Super Bowls on dinking and dunking. No big plays. Nothing special, right? Just any regular play that's in a book. But they, they could do it perfectly every time, Right? He says here, Consistent, persistent, action. A lot of it. This is what's going to draw you near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. He says the best. Alhamdulillah. What is the best action he then asked? He said, always obeying your God. Obey your Lord. If he says stop here, stop there. Don't say, oh, well, maybe, maybe not. Right? Stop there. Khidmat al-Muslimin, serving the Muslims and being sincere to them. 
give them sincere advice about the truth and serve them. Okay? No one wants advice from somebody with no track record of helping us. Right? Imagine some. You know that we had a sheikh come and he said he wants a meeting with the masjid leadership because he needs to give us advice. What's wrong with you? Like, are you, what world are you living in? Even know who you are, right? Well, we don't even know who you are. But if somebody who has been around the community for 10 years and we've seen him picking up chairs, picking up water bottles, serving, helping, donating, at, was to ask for a meeting, right? We'd give it to him and we'd listen to him because he paid the price to earn respect and to earn our trust. Is his mic on? Yeah. Yeah, when he first got goats, he, he was like... He, first he, got what? Goats, goats. Oh, goats, like yeah. Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, what is it called? So, like, he, he would bring, like, people on, like, if, like practice herding, just, like, fulfill the son of, like, shepherding. And so then uh, he, he, told, he would always tell them, like, all right, name the best accomplishment you ever did in your life. So someone will say, like, oh, I'm a doctor, I have a PhD, I'm a lawyer, I'm, I'm a hafiz, or anything mm-hmm. like that. Okay, so tell me, like, did the goats even come to you? Now give them a little bit of food and see what, like... Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Now, uh, goats, um, they only come to you when you uh, start giving them food. Yeah. Right? You give them, you give them little sweets, like he had some oats. Uh, Ahmed's bringing this up because we have a goat now. You want to, you should we bring it up? Have you ever moved a goat before? Bring it upstairs? Yeah. Have you ever moved it? I don't think you, you, you hold it by the horns. It doesn't hurt. You... Not this one. This is a very nice, calm female goat. You'd have to drag him. You drag him, and if you're able to, you just lift it like a cat. Yeah. Allah. You want to try? No, nothing of the goat is not just alhamdulillah. Yeah. You want to do it? Yeah. Try. All right. It's just. Unhook the tether from the from the leash. Bring it up here. I don't know. A goat on the live stream? Huh? <laughs> it might be a, ha- a hassle, but if you if you want to do it, you want you're up for an adventure. Do it. It's going to be a good workout. You have to pull from the. Don't be afraid to pull from the horns. Hold him from the horns. Lift the horns up and drag him. Yeah. Force, man. All right, bring the goat. Everyone's calling for the goat. I think you, Habib, you need to go help him. Untether it. Yeah, leave the stream. Actually, no, don't untether it. Uh, keep the tether on so you could use it to, for force, too. Best thing is both you lift it, carry it up. All right, here we go. قال لهم قال محمد Ibn al-Hussain Sami'atu Abi Yaqul I heard my father say Ra'aytu ma'roofan al-karkhi fin-nawmi ba'da mawtih I saw ma'roof al-karkhi in his sleep after his, in my dream after his death I said to him Ma fa'ala Allahu bik What has Allah done with you? Faqala He said Ghafara li He forgave me I said, Did he forgive you because you were so ascetic away from this dunya 
And so uh, pious said, لا. No, no. He said, ولكن بقبول موعظة ابن السماك ولزوم الفقر ومحبة الفقراء. He said, by keeping to the advice of ابن السماك. His name is ابن السماك. And by living simply and loving the poor. Okay. وموعظة ابن السماك هي كما قال سري السقطي. And the advice of Ibn Samak were the three, th- the things before. Obey your Lord when he prohibits something, obey it. Serve the Muslims and be sincere to them. Okay? Be sincere to them. Ma'roof said, I was traveling uh, in Kufa. Passing through Kufa. Kufa is a city in Iraq that the Muslims established. I stopped to visit a man. People used to call him Ibn Samak, son of the fisherman. He was given a talk to people. Part of the things he's talked to, he was saying in his speech. من أعرض عن الله بكليته أعرض الله عنه جملة. Whoever turns his back on God, God turns his back on him. من أقبل على الله بقلبه أقبل الله برحمته إليه. Whoever turns to Allah with his heart, Allah turns to him with his mercy. وأقبل بجميع وجوه الخلق إليه. And he turns all the creation to that person. If Allah loves a person, all the creation will serve this person. SubhanAllah. And whoever sometimes turns to God and sometimes turns his back from Allah, then one day Allah will have mercy on him. Okay? His speech came into my heart, settled in my heart. What's going on? Well, we got an audience waiting, so go. guy. You guys got to figure it out. That's okay. It's not nudges. We got to do it. They're waiting. They're waiting. Water. It's nothing. Goat pee is nothing. Yeah. I turned to Allah and I left everything that I was upon. Except the service of my master, in other words, the Mawla, or not master, but it was like the, the my, my patron, Ali ibn Musa. I told him one day, I said, I heard Ibn Samak say this speech, and he said such and such and such. This piece of advice is enough. If you act upon it for the rest of your life. It was said to Ma'roof al-Karhi. Alright. In the death illness, the, the death sickness, the sickness in which he would die. They said, Elsi, advise us. If I die, give this. Shirt of mine in charity. 
because when a Muslim dies, his in his will, he is allowed to give away one-third of his property or wealth to non-inheritors. In Islam, Allah has listed the inheritors in the Quran, and he's listed how much they get to, what percentage. But you get one-third of your wealth to give to a non-inheritor. So what he did is say, this shirt, I want you to give it to anyone who has a need for it. I wish to leave this world okay, as I entered it with nothing. Okay? With nothing. All right? ومر معروف بسقاء يقال معروف pass by someone giving out water يقول رحم الله من يشرب may Allah have mercy on whoever drinks this it's popular in the Islamic communities in the olden days not today anymore that people used to um, there used to be a thing where people used to have a like a something on their their um, a pitcher that they carry like a book bag right but it's a pitcher and it has like a, a little they just bend over a little bit and give you water that's a saqi someone who gives you water and he used to say may Allah have mercy on whoever drinks why because if you're drinking this water I get a good deeds right that day Maruf was fasting but he heard the prayer of the man and he felt it was so sincere that he broke his fast. It was, of course, a supererogatory fast. Supererogatory meaning an extra fast, not a Ramadan obligatory fast. So he broke it. You can break those fasts if there's a reason. So he broke it and he drank. Someone said to him, but you're fasting. He says, however, I want that prayer. May Allah have mercy on whoever drinks from me. I'm getting reward, so I, I need you to get reward. Right? On the day of judgment, it has been said that the rich will chase after the poor to thank them. Thank you for existing so I can give you charity. This charity is why I got saved. Why I got my deeds erased. My sins erased. Just from that. Okay? We'll read the next one while we figure out how these guys, uh, let's see how good they are. All that push-ups and all that gym. Got a little, little goat. How are they going to bring it up here? Let me make, start making room for her. The goat doesn't have a name, by the way. Here they come. It's loud. All right, bring it around here. Yeah, you can now drag it with the leash. And you might have to hold the horns. Hold the horns and bring them around here, Ahmed, where you were sitting. Let's go. 
don't worry. Pull, pull the horns. They're not going to... I asked the guy. He said, you can pull as hard as you want. Lift, lift them up. Lift the horns up. And drag. It's not haram. They do it. Trust me. He, that's how he did it. Look at all the YouTube channels. There you go. Keep going. Keep going. Now walk him over. Or you can lift him from, a st from her stomach. <laughs> lift her from her stomach and bring her around here. Chaos in the studio, folks. Chaos in the studio. Lift her, lift her from the stomach. All this gym and... I don't want to hear this UFC gym anymore. This is useless. There you go. Habib's got it. Come around, Habib. Here. Yo. Bring her around. Uh. Bring her around. That's it. Yep. Cometh. Cometh and sit. Now give me some, some snacks. Some uh, oats. Oba. Some oats. There you go. There you go. Are you happy now? Give me some something to feed her with. Go downstairs and see what we got. Got anything? You have anything to say? Do you have anything to say to the audience? She's more calm than Yeah. No, the, I asked for a very calm, I asked for a sturdy goat that doesn't mind being alone. Because it's probably going to spend time alone, right? Yeah. And I, want, I didn't want anything that needed help. Like, you know when like, some animals, they need help? Right, yeah. they need to be to be given certain. I don't know, bottle fed. I don't know, but I didn't want anyone to. Uh, I didn't want any animal that needed help. Right, let's see. Does it need a miswack? Oh, you need miswack, sister. Sister, you need some miswack. You know, this is a bint. Really? It's a female. Yeah. Are uh, males more aggressive? Like the males are. They're. 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 They're tough. They're tough to deal with. Right. So uh, when I tell you our guest today is the goat, that should be, the, make that the title, okay? Ahmed, what do you got? Cereal? Croutons. croutons. Give me. I don't know. I don't know if it eats bread or croutons. It, give me. Let's try. I'm sure it's going to love uh, something hard. All right, let's see. Bismillah. Eat this. Let's see. Eat this. Ooh, she likes it. She really likes it. Now, she, now she's going to be friends with us. <laughs> I've always wanted to be close to nature. I want to get away from uh, arguing. So I want to go get close to nature. So I said, why don't we buy nature? Why don't we buy us some nature? How about a cup of water? And a bowl, maybe. Yeah, a, a, a cup and a bowl. Yeah. Abra? I saw the guy. I was like, shocked. What are you doing? Bro, he lifted it from its horns. I'm like, what? what? You, you can. We lifted it off the ground. Totally off the ground with one horn. No. I was like, wait, this doesn't hurt? And he's like, no, it doesn't hurt. You could do this. Okay? And I, I, I plan to keep her this year, but not, not go through Eid al-Adha. So. 
Well, we have that house over there, and Mohammed Algerian will take care of her on a day-to-day basis, and I can go to him. He was going to do what? Call her Nikki? Nikki? That's not even a Spanish name. So we really like these, these, these croutons. Here. No, she's not hungry anymore. No? No more croutons? All right, doesn't like the croutons. He doesn't want any more croutons. So we had a couple uh, suggestions. Chelsea was one suggestion. Let's see what other suggestions we got here. Yeah. Oh, she was? She was not happy. She was not happy out back, huh? She's more calm in here than outside. I think it doesn't like to be transported around. It doesn't like to move around. Even when Ahmed picked her up, she was calm. Yeah. We gotta get close to nature, man. Someone saying, "Call her Jordan." Jordan Michael. Jordan, because yeah. greatest of all times. Greatest of all time, Nikki. What? Do we have any Arabic names out here? Huh? <laughs> Let's see if she's uh, thirsty. Bismillah. Yeah, but the the female. This is a female, and she's she's calm. For some reason, I don't know. He said that he knows her, and she knows drink. Good. <laughs> Staring at Ahmed, you're the one who lifted me and took me. <laughs> what time is it right now? What segment are we on? I guess this is segment number two first. Firstly, this is segment number two, okay? This is segment number two, the goat. Now, segment number three is to have segment three with a goat. Give me that book, please. Yeah. Before we go to segment four, which is QA, we're going to do segment number three, okay? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. How to investigate God's existence. First of all, are there many farmers who are atheists? I don't think so. The closer you are to nature, uh, if something happens to you, you know there's a creator. Okay. How to investigate God's existence. First, many people dismiss the existence of a supernatural... Hold on a second. I got a book holder here. (laughs) The The horns are a great place to hold the book. Many people dismiss... What is that for Allah? (laughs) We can use them. We eat them. Right? Right? Here we go. First, many people dismiss the existence of a supernatural entity as impossible. That presupposition is mistaken. Okay? God's existence is a logical possibility. You can even let the go. Yeah, you can let it go. God's existence is a logical possibility. There's nothing rash, irrational, nothing totally irrational. Yeah, you can bend it down a bit. Okay, nothing irrational or contra- self-contradictory about okay, 
the existence of God. Okay? All right? But being merely possible is not enough for a conclusion. Okay? Not enough for a conclusion. Evidence would need to fit together and mount in favor of one explanation over another. Evidence debunking our belief, on the other hand, should discredit it and shake our resolve, regardless of what that belief is. So just as something is rationally possible, right, does not mean that we should believe it. We need evidence why it's possible and the absence of anything that would negate it. Makes sense. Okay. For instance, we would not just continue thinking that coffee beans at our neighborhood bistro are from somewhere exotic once we overhear employees saying they are sourced locally. So there should not be contradictory evidences. Finding the same written on the packaging and then on the billboard of the company's delivery truck okay, should make us pretty certain where the beans come from. So it's basic, how do we get certain about anything? At the very least, our belief that the beans are from where all the evidence points to would be reasonable. This is inference. Evidence points to something, therefore I conclude that that thing is true. Okay? If the evidence is strong. It is when everything points to the same conclusion. What is a wehm? The awhem. Okay? The awhem, a wehm, is something where there's no evidence or hardly any evidence plenty of contradictory evidence, and you still hold that belief. Something's wrong with you at that point. You want to believe that for some reason or other. Okay? Go for a quick check. But then, but why then is atheism an incorrect inference if all these experts in different fields are saying that God does not exist? Okay? Because that is an opinion. And a negative cannot be proven. Okay, a negative cannot be proven. Evidence is entirely different. Okay, evidence is something entirely different. This is therefore how we figure out everything else in life. Okay, by evidence and the lack of contradiction to that evidence or contradictory evidence. This is how we prove everything else in life, and it is how we infer God's existence as well. We ask a wide range of relevant questions and follow where the answers lead us. The most likely explanation gradually then becomes obvious to us when we find multiple dilemmas resolved by a single unified theory. Okay? Most, right? As in the blind man and the elephant. In their case, the likely explanation could only have emerged if the blind men considered the information from one another altogether not just focusing on one body part. So you got to combine every, all the evidence. The forthcoming chapters explore an array of topics and show how they all add up to point to a single explanation, the existence of Allah. Does that prove God exist, exists? Not any more than the blind men could have proven to one another uh, the existence of the elephant. Sure, they may never see the elephant as we may never see God but they would be certain of an elephant over any other possible explanations when they put together all of their findings. We too can draw the same conclusion about God. One fundamental assertion that you will find throughout this book is that if God exists and wants us to know about him, 
uh, then this being would have made it reasonable for us to ascertain his existence. You know the Kalam cosmological argument? People say, it's too simple. It's like, it is so simple because Allah wants us himself to be known. Right? <laughs> Think about this. It, it, things are obvious. The sun is out there. The moon is there. So Allah has certain, uh, he, he wants certain things to, ha- to, to be clear. He's made it crystal clear. And this, in the realm of reason, he's made it crystal clear. So that's why I remember reading from one atheist guy. He said that the the uh, Kalam cosmological argument is so simple, right? Uh, and yet you can't find any reason to negate it. It's like you can't find a hole in it. It's like I, I, you, you think like it can't be that easy, right? But then you can't find a hole in it. This entails that evidence in every and any field consistently supports the case for God, though it may support other possible explanations as well. Right. In other words, the pillar-like shape fits as an explanation for the leg. But it could also be argued that it's an actual pillar. Each of the following chapters, thus, are separate parts of a big picture, like pieces of a puzzle. Okay. It is up to the reader to then decide how clearly they see the greater image emerging. Okay. All right. That leads us to chapter one. Does the concept of a necessary being make sense? We take this, or this is this is unit one. Chapter one, setting the grounds for the discussion. We will stop here. That is the end of segment. Numero trace. Where's the bookmark for this? That's segment number. Where's the bookmark for that? Ahmed, Ahmed could you just stick me any one of those note cards into the Risad al Kushayriya? And that ends segment number three, leading us to segment number four. And we have about 40 minutes for segment number four on open QA. All right, Ahmed, you're going to read us from Instagram, and you could use this to scroll up and down. Okay. All right, here we go. No, yeah, if there's a question. But usually I don't scroll up. Good question. What makes someone a Sahabi? Someone who is in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, as a Muslim and died upon that same Islam, meaning that removes who? And it includes who? It includes the blind. So we can't say someone who saw the Prophet as a Muslim because the blind didn't see the Prophet. You are in the presence of the Prophet. Okay. Same space as the Prophet. Whether that be an indoor space or outdoor space. Same space as the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, as a Muslim, and died upon that same Islam, who does that remove? That removes one or two, That one who apostated after being in the presence of the Prophet as a Muslim, then he apostated. Another apostated 
then after the passing of the Messenger وسلم, came back to Islam. He's not a Sahabi. So you have to have been in the presence of the Prophet as a Muslim and died upon that same Islam. No apostasy in between. That and your death. Yes, Salaam. Two goatees, maybe. That's it. Wait, this... Uh, she doesn't have a goatee. Yep. Only the males have that goatee. Yeah. The Don was there, too, at the farm. The Don, yeah. He was a blonde... His goat was white and yellow, light yellow, and he had a gorgeous beard. Gorgeous beard. <laughs> what happened? At least, uh, at least this year she's gonna get a pass. All right, unless we have problems. Yeah, unless like some, you know, annoying neighbor or something like that. Goat korma, oh my god. Is this goat not going to poo? Maybe, but you know that goat um, urine and poo is, you just, it's not nudges. Okay. Eight week summer intensive. You want to come and hang out with us here? Come all summer and spend it at Safina Society. And as we have a burgeoning little farm here too. Okay. Um,. Ahmed, can you push this this table back? Yeah. Yeah. You can leave that go. Just make it even again. Thank you. Appreciate it. I just want to make it even. Okay, you put this put these two books over there real quick. No, no, right here, right on top here. Just go ahead. Yeah. Okay. All right, back to even. Bismillah. Good. It, this is a child's book. It's called A Dua A Day, Ramadan. It's a child's book, but really it's not. Who knows all these prayers? All right, A Dua for Increasing Productivity. A dua for times of distress and difficulty. Who doesn't, who doesn't need this? Right? Everyone needs this. Let's read one. There's a dua for 30. There are 30 prayers. Okay? Let's go to the first one. Okay? The first dua, what do you say? The, the, this is for seeking goodness, increasing productivity in worldly and otherworldly affairs, and it's to get rid of the habit of wasting time. And this is narrated from the Prophet So they're prophetic dua. And it's in Sahih Muslim. Allahumma aslih li deeni alladhi huwa ismatu amri. Oh Allah, set right for me my deen, which lies, in which lies the protection of my affair. Wa aslih li dunyaya allati fiha ma'ashi. And set right for me the affairs of this world, in which lies my livelihood. وَأَصْلِحْ لِي آخِرَتِي الَّتِي إِلَيْهَا مَعَادِي 
and set right for me the next world where I have to return. And make my life good in uh, uh, an increase in my life, everything that's good. So let my life be such that I earn more and more good in it. And let my death be a joyful release from all troubles. What an amazing dua. It guys, everything is in it. Let me read it again one more time. All the Arabic, then all the English. Allahumma aslah li dini alladhi huwa ismatu amri. Waslah li dunya yallati fiha ma'ashi. Waslah li akhirati allati fi ilayha ma'adi. Waj'al al-hayatan ziyadatan li fi kulli khair. Waj'al al-mawta rahatan li min kulli shar. Oh Allah, set right for me my deen in which lies the protection of my affair. And set right for me this world in which lies my livelihood. And set right for me the next world where I have to return. Let my living be such that I earn more and more good in it. And let my dying, my death, be a joyful release from all troubles. Could there possibly be a more encompassing du'at than this? Amazing du'at. Next question. Some are intensive questions. Othman, got to be there. Put the link too. Good. <laughs> saw the goat, he's got to come now. Well, he can come on and he could talk about it too. Lost? Khalid ibn Walid became Muslim after the Battle of the Trench. Okay. Okay. He became Muslim after that battle. So what are the main battles in Islam? Because I always want to put something now for people who um, are just learning or they're not Muslim or they just became Muslim. First battle after the migration of the Prophet from Mecca to Medina was the Battle of Badr. Then that was in the second year of the Hijrah. The third year of the Hijrah, they went for the Battle of Badr, but it never happened. There's no battle. The Muslims went. Abu Sufyan, the leader of the Quraysh, he felt they're not ready. So he didn't want to. So he went early and left quickly. So people could say uh, that he went, and yet at the same time, he wouldn't have. See how smart he was? Instead of, he didn't want to fight. He's like, we're not ready for another fight. So instead of, you know, cowarding out and people say bad things about him, and about Quraysh, he went early, waited a little bit, then left real quick, right? You ever have to call someone and you don't want to call them? So you, give them, you call them, wait, it rings two times, and then hang up. Then it says missed call on his phone. I tried to call you, man, right? <laughs> okay. the, Abu Sufyan did a fake missed call on the second battle of Badr. So that's the third year. The fourth year, Quraysh was ready, and they marched on Medina, and the Prophet met them at the mountain of Uhud. Mountains called Uhud, and they had the famous Battle of Uhud. That was the fourth year. The next year, after that, um, there was nothing. And then the year after that, the sixth year, uh, the the Jews of Medina, realizing Quraysh is not getting the job done, right? went to Mecca 
and said, we got a plan for you. You guys go and gather tribes and we'll help you gather the tribes. All the Arabs. We'll help you gather all these Arabs. And you bring the, the, them here and then we'll, we're on the inside already. So we'll sandwich the Muslims. Okay. So the Jews of Medina cooked this plan up. A couple, not all of them, a couple. And then two massive, Quraysh and, and Ghatafan, a massive tribe in the middle of the desert. They all came, and the only solution was for the Muslims to build a trench around themselves so that the army could not enter the city. That's called the Battle of the Trench, or the Battle of Al-Khandaq. And that was where the tide turned, because they spent one month sieging, besieging the Muslims, and then it, it failed, and they left. After they left that battle, then Khalid ibn al-Walid said that he realized it's done now. It's done. Muhammad's won. Like, you will never put forth an army as big as this again. The, the, the appetite for war against Muhammad is done. He realized this. And so um, he ends up uh, basically becoming Muslim right after that. Okay. We have to have a word from our sponsor. Let's go to our main man. If you're coming for the summer intensive, why don't you get your eye checked? Get yourself some Ocean County Retina. Hey, can you check these beautiful eyes too? Look at these beautiful eyes. You see that eye? Look at these beautiful eyes. Okay? Look at these beautiful eyes. Okay? Um, but get your eyes checked. Ocean County Retina. They do... Um, they, I, I do not believe that they do LASIK. They do not do LASIK. From what I have checked. They do other surgeries. Laser surgery is what they do. Not LASIK, but laser. That's, what I, that's the mistake I made the other day. They don't do laser sur- LASIK surgery. They do laser surgery. It's one of our sponsors. Ocean County Retina. The other sponsor is our own self, arcview.org. How do I study from Arcview? Okay. How does a person study from Arcview? When you go to Arcview, you're going to see that all the classes are demarcated in two ways, subject and level. The subject has a different picture. Each, like Aqidah is the first subject that has gemstones, right? Then Quran has manuscripts of the Quran like old images of the Qur'an. Uh, fiqh, ritual and interactional law, has mosques as a picture. So just by scrolling, you should see the logic of how the subjects are broken down by visuals too. Arabic has Arabic calligraphy. Okay, Hadith has radial images. Okay, Like so. So the, that's the first breakdown. The second breakdown is by level. So you'll see Aqidah 1, Aqidah 2, Aqidah 3. Aqidah 4. And I highly recommend everyone begin with Aqidah. Then Tajweed. Tajweed. Learning how to recite the Quran. Okay? Then Fiqh. Your Fardain. Even your Fardain probably can come at the same time as Tajweed. Okay? Same time as Tajweed, you can do the Fardain. Okay? So that's how you do it. That's how ArcView works, and uh, slowly we will be getting better and better at ArcView. 
and making different. It's going to be a sign up now. Let me tell you something. Sign up now because the new people that we're bringing on board, they're about to revolutionize it. But sign up now. It's going to be for your benefit because what they bring will be a different cost package. Just warning you. Next question, go. Oh, let me answer this one first. What is aqidah? You see, that's why we have to explain everything. Aqidah is the science of beliefs. What do we believe as a Muslim? What are we have to believe? What are we not allowed to believe? And what we may believe, right? And so it's the issue of beliefs. Theology, essentially. And it comes from the word iqt, not. Because when you study this, we in Islam do not have any sense of just blind faith or trust. Allah says, فَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهِ Allah. Know that there is none worthy of worship but Allah. Our belief is based upon knowledge. It is belief, but based upon knowledge. And, it, uh, and you can have enough evidence to make your belief certain. Okay? For example, um, like he, he gave an example. If, if the, the bag on the coffee bean says, sourced from Guatemala, if the sign says source from Guatemala, if the truck says we just came from Guatemala, okay, if the workers say the beans are from Guatemala, you still did not see that the beans were produced in Guatemala. But you have enough knowledge, evidence now, to be certain that the beans are from Guatemala. It's the same thing. So these are the beliefs in Islam, uh, the evidence behind our beliefs. Okay, what else? Who? Okay, let's hear it. Question, Sheikh. Yes. You said that the possible teachings, but at the same time, you're teaching that it's not possible because you explained to me so many teachings from the Sunnah that that's what it's not true. So there's evidence by the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in my view, that this person said that it's Sharif Baha'i. No, it is only a word that he explained and Baha'i made it clear and so the thing is that they are resurrected. Could you extract from that? Let me just summarize it for you. Allah has willed that we have choice. That is the will of Allah, that we have our own choices. I have the choice now to put my hand up or down. Allah has willed that. I don't have my, the choice right now to put my hand yesterday. Can I move my hand in yesterday? Can I move my hand in tomorrow? Allah did not give me that choice. Allah gave me the choice to put my hand up and down. He has willed that I put my hand up by my own volition. That's His will. Allah knows and has the knowledge of what would have happened to me, what would the result be if I did uh, made any other choices in life. That's it. So uh, it would not have been possible to do anything other than uh, what Allah willed, but Allah has the knowledge of what would have happened if that was the case. I, I, if, I, if I understand this question, let me take this question. In North, the North Korean survivor wants to know, how do you do Salat al-Tasbih? Salat al-Tasbih is four rakas. Performed alone, and I believe the Shafi'iyah permitted to be in jama'ah. Correct? Okay. In this Salah, four rakas, you will do a total of 300 
tasbihas. Each tasbih is subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. The total number of tasbih that you're going to do is 300. Oz has entered the building. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening, Oz? What's going on with this? We, we, we got a new... Fr- Uh, they're telling us here it's the mascot. Yeah, this this is the mascot. Okay. Who's the mascot? Who's Chum Chum? His cat. Oh. Now listen. Three hundred times you're going to say this. Three hundred divided by four is how much? Seventy-five. Okay. So how are you going to divide the seventy-five uh, tasbih across the rakas? In one rakah. Before, listen very closely now. Before Fatiha, 15. After Fatiha, 10. In Ruku'ah, 10. Now, in Ruku'ah, you don't go and you don't say Subhana Rabbi Razim. You, you don't say that. Cancel. You say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allah, Akbar, 10 times. You get up, Sami Allahu liman hamida. Allahumma rabbana lakal hamd. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allah, Akbar, 10 times. You go in sujood. You don't say Subhana Rabbi Al-Ala. You say, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, 10 times. You sit up, you don't say anything. You say, Allahu Akbar. You don't say anything else, you say, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, 10 times. You go into the second sujood. You say the same, you don't say, subhanAllah, al-a'la. You say, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. And then if there's tashahud, you just say the tashahud. That's it. And when you need to say salam, you say salam alaikum salam. Every rak'ah has a surah. So before Fatiha 15, then Fatiha surah 10. Ruku'ah 10. Rise from Ruku'ah 10. Sajda 10. Sitting down from between the Sajda 10. Sajda again 10. That's it. Clear to everybody? Us? There's no sujood sahu if you get the numbers wrong. What is the name? Sakina. Well, you know, I don't know because there is Ahlul Bayt Sayyida Sakina. I don't know if that's bad or not. I mean, oh, he wants to eat. She wants to eat. Here. Here. I don't know if it doesn't like the... I don't know. I think it doesn't like the garlic, maybe. Or maybe it just doesn't eat. Maybe it doesn't eat. Uh, do they even, do they eat? What about grass? Really? But it would be messy. Yeah. It's ours now. Huh? From where? What's the, what's the story? The farm. I have a friend who has a farm. Oh, he gave it to you. No, I bought it. How much? Huh? How much? 350. I could just go and buy a goat, goat for 350. Yeah. And he'll just hand it to me. If he wants to sell it to you. Without any like permits or anything like that. Like there's nothing. It's just, I go there's no I permit. You, you have to make sure your town allows it. Does your town allow it? I don't know. <laughs> 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 she was like, you guys have a license for this? I mean, I would have like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> 
license. Why do you need a license? It's, an, it's like an animal. Yeah. Well, because of the noise. Yeah. Uh, the sheep are okay. They go make noise. Okay. Are you going to eat it? Ma- not this year. Unless we have problems. <laughs> and it's staying at your house? It's going to stay at the house behind MBIC, inshallah, where there's not going to be, it's not very close. You know, she wants a scratch or what? Here, give you a scratch. It's not very close to other homes. It won't make noise. Plus, they, we have a shed at nighttime. No, I won't. I didn't know it was that easy. Sure. I have a big backyard. I can put it in there. Yeah. A girl, a girl or a boy? It's a girl. Pooping right now? On the patio, you just kick it onto the grass. It's like little balls. Yeah, it's good for the grass, actually. She what? <laughs> oh, I got scared. All right, what's the next question here? Our sisters are allowed summer intensive. Yes, you are, but the thing is, do we have a living space for the sisters or no? Have well, we rented a home? Place. It's very difficult for the sisters. We've been trying to. We've been trying to find a home, but we can't find a place yeah. for them to to stay in. Oz, why don't you take the mic and give us a quick blurb on the summer intensive and pull up any no. graphics we have for the summer intensive. So the summer intensive, inshallah, is going to be uh, starting in June, inshallah, in the third week of June. And this is going to be your fardain, inshallah. And what you're trying to get out of this program is a little like of everything, inshallah. You're going to come out with knowledge of aqidah. You're going to come out with knowledge of fiqh. You're going to come out with a little bit of knowledge of hadith as well. What's the purpose of it? The purpose of it is to start, it's basically to jumpstart your path into studying Islam. A lot of people, they, they have never studied Islam before. And what's going to happen is this is going to be the first time that they study. After that, you may say that I want to take Uwelem and I want to study with Dr. Shadi for the next year. Or you may say that, you know, I want to take it to the next level. I want to enroll in Dar al-Fat, inshallah. But the purpose is that you're going to get a taste of what it means to actually study, to sit with scholars, to study with them, uh, to read books with them, to ask them questions, and get used to an idea that we have an environment where we're just going for one purpose and one purpose alone, for our love of knowledge and for us to fix our ibadat and our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's going to be eight weeks. It's very easy for someone who's working a job or uh, going to college, um, it starts at 7 o'clock That way everyone can show up on time uh, You know, you eat dinner You finish your work, you eat dinner And then you show up to class, inshallah Next three hours, we're going to go crazy We're going to go very, very intense, inshallah We're going to finish books, inshallah By the end, you'll know how to pray properly You'll know how to do tahara properly How to purify yourself properly And you'll have a lot of time, inshallah, to ask questions to the different mashayikh. And what's the purpose of this? The purpose of this is a jump start, inshallah, so that in the upcoming year, in September, in the upcoming academic year, you may be interested in joining Uwelim, for example, or you may be interested in joining Dar al-Fat. But the purpose is that this is how we revitalize our study of the deen, inshallah. This is how we revitalize our love for the deen. Someone asking about the texts. Uh, the text, inshallah, for Maliki Fiqh is going to be Kitab al-Akhtari. Um, for Aqidah, it's going to be Umm al-Barahin, the text by Imam al-Sanusi. This is usually the first or second text that's studied. Um, for Hadith, we're going to be doing the 40 Nawawi of um, Imam al-Nawawi. Uh, for uh, for Tasawwuf, do you have a text in mind? Yeah, we want to read from uh, 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 Sayyid Ahmad al-Zarruq. Okay. We'll start reading from his books. Nice. Inshallah.
And what's perfect is, inshallah, we have a one-day intensive as well coming to prepare yourself for who is Sidi Ahmed Sarouq with uh, Sheikh Murabit. That's only $20 to show up for a Saturday, inshallah. And then by the time we start reading with Dr. Shadi, um, you'll have a good understanding of who Sheikh Ahmed Zarouq is, and we'll be reading one of his longer books, probably Qawaid al-Tasawwuf, right? We'll start with the short one, then we'll go to Okay, nice. So, so that way we have a whole program, inshallah. Um, and if you're a brother, it's even better for you. If you want to live here, then you can reach out to me. Just uh, You could contact uh, Darul Feth through any of the channels um, and ask about the living situation. There's uh, a bunch of brothers from Rutgers, and they very kindly offered their house. They're subletting their house, inshallah. So if there's enough brothers, we have three or four who are signed up and fully committed. You could also live here. It's three thousand dollars for the entire month, uh, for the entire three months, inshallah, and your rent will be covered by that, and additional classes as well. You'll also have the opportunity every day to come and study with Dr. Shadi. You can come and sit in on the live stream, ask him questions before and after uh, after the live stream as well, and we'll have additional classes and additional stuff for you as well. We have a lot of different stuff planned out, especially if you want to live here. The purpose again, what's the purpose? The purpose is that we're trying to jumpstart our education and our love for studying the Deen. All right, very good. Any other questions? To Uthman. All the class, let me repeat this, all the classes are in the evening, right? Yes. In the daytime, guys can come and attend the stream, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the weekends, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of stuff always going on at the masjid. Mawadda. Mawadda event. We get you married. We will get you married. Inshallah. Okay, we will get you married. Maybe we'll also rent her a husband. Not kidding. And get baby goats. And when she gets the baby goats, guess what else we get? Free milk. And what in the Sharia, how do you do it? You rent a husband. You pay the farmer a fee, and he makes sure they meet. He's not responsible if you get a baby or not. Okay? He's not responsible if he gets a baby or not. But in the Sharia, it's a valid sale. Right? That's how it works. So maybe we will rent her a husband. Okay? She's two years old to say, oh, child marriages. <laughs> That's not a child. You know that the goat lives how long? About a decade. Yeah, eight is old, right? And um, goat lives about two years. This is two years. May rent her husband. Maybe so we get baby goats. If the experiment works out, we get baby goats. Experiment doesn't work out. Eight is only a month away, right? So um, you have a fail safe. So, what we have, what about physical activity? What do we got going on? We got basketball Tuesdays, basketball Sunday mornings, frisbee, football Wednesday nights. Right? You got maqasid, you trip trips to maqasid every once in a while. Sunday, Sunday they got the burda. Yeah. We'll go to Atlantic City, we'll go meet Imam Amin, we'll go to Philly, we'll go to New York, inshallah. We'll go all around, inshallah. And the more guys that there are, the more guys who have time, the more stuff we'll be able to do as well. We got a lot of different things planned. Yeah. It really just comes down to what do you guys want to do, inshallah. Yeah, that's how, that's basically what. Uh, Ahmed, uh, Habib, Ahmed, someone give me a next question. You want to answer some of the Darfat questions? Yes. Um, someone asked, is the housing covered in the $200 time coming from another state? No, that's the $3,000 to cover housing. Um, that's Wait, how much? Three thousand for all three months, inshallah. For the one person. Yeah, he, he, they're asking is the two hundred oh, covering months. for? Yeah, yeah. So, 
for if you're coming out of state, then you would pay three thousand, um, and you would be living with the other Darulfat people, um, with the ones who are also coming out of state, inshallah, and we have so a house. It's two months, right? It's two months for the program. Yeah. But you get, you know, if you're uh, if you're living here, say for example, if you're working, we wanted to give the full three months. So you show up two weeks ahead of time and before the program starts. Yeah. That way you can get settled in. And then you have two weeks after the program ends in the middle of August, inshallah. So basically you have June, July, and August. Um, you're living here with us, inshallah, in New Brunswick. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. And how many roommates would they have? Uh, you would have one roommate. You That's can pay, it? yeah, one roommate per, oh, so thought, it's two people per house. I thought house. it's like uh, a lot of guys in one house. No, no, no. Okay. It's, it's two, they have like four or five rooms and then they have another house as well. Yeah. So you would have one roommate, uh, but it's possible that you might just have the room to yourself as well. You could also pay extra to ensure that. Basically pay for your roommate, like, you know what I mean? Like just pay for the single room um, and we can arrange that as well. But you basically, you're here for three months. You're going to be living with us. You're going to be eating with us, inshallah. You'd be celebrating Eid with us as well. Um, so it's it's basically it's 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 for people who want to see what it's like living here in New Jersey, living here, participating in Safina Society, NBIC. What's the life like here? Yeah, there's always something going on. You always, you really always. never be bored. Yeah, you'll never be bored. That's the beauty of living in Central Jersey, and also it's the beauty of having salamat al-sadr al-Muslimin. Have. We're not a cult here. We're not like a little gang here, right? Mm -hmm. We go whenever, anywhere there's an Islamic event, we go to it. Mm -hmm. Any group of guys, we got no beefs with anybody in the area, alhamdulillah. There's a group of guys who want to do something, we go hang out with them, right? Yeah, have to be only the, the guys who have the same, do the same things. That's not the right way to be as a Muslim, first of all. So that's why, when you have, that's one of the benefits of having a pure heart towards the Muslims, right? Yeah. You can go out there and always have, you have tons of friends. Um, someone was asking about child marriages in Islam. The contract is valid okay, if her father is the one who contracts the marriage, but the consummation cannot occur until like, the women of that community confirm that she is physically fit for it. Okay? And why is it that the Sharia allows for a father to contract the marriage of his daughter? Because it's assumed that he will only want good for her, okay, his daughter. That's the assumption, that she will only, he will want good for her. He's not going to do something bad for her. That's a, and the assumption there is that the uh, um, father-daughter relationship is good, unlike today where it's like they're almost like at odds. And, and a lot of people try to... Uh... All right, keep going. Um, so oh, she's now. going. She's tired. She's done with the stream. Yeah, I'll <laughs> leave her. Let's see what she does. Yeah, hold it, just in case. Uh, she removed the white. That's her cousin there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put, bring it around, though. The, the rope is under the... Yeah, just wrap it around real quick. Animal activists. I'm, give, I'm, I'm doing the best activism possible here. Yes. What is the word tasawwuf means Islamic spirituality, which is the concern in Islam of matters related to the heart. And the source of Islamic spirituality or tasawwuf is, the source of it is, um, the source of it is the Quran, the Sunnah, the sayings of the first few generations, and... Um, 
experience the experience of the people who practice this meaning they say okay based on our experience this um uh, is a dis- this creates distraction here's a great way to avoid distraction here just like in hifz of quran they have techniques right so those techniques same thing all right is she done for the day for the day she's done all right ahmed take her off and we are done for the day ahmed is now um doing the sunnah of being a shepherd all right pick her up just give her a big old uh bear hug and pick her up all right Well, it's not it's not nudges, so I'm not worried. Just come around, lift her from the stomach. One big old yeah. She needs a diaper. There was a diaper, but it didn't fit. They actually give diapers. No, just hold her here. Here, there you go. One big heave, heave it up. Get that old Egyptian farmer. There we go. Bismillah. Good, you got it. You got it. You got it. You good. You good. Keep going, keep going. There you go. It's kicking. Um, can she be named Gazala? Gazala. Okay. Problem is, there's a community member named Gazala, and I don't know if she's going to be happy. So I don't know about this one because we have a community member named Gazala. She's not going to be happy. Right, Oz? Yeah, for sure. You named an, an-, you named an animal after me? Crouton, some people are saying. Can you do Salat al-Tasbih every day? Yes, you can. Every day if you want to. How do you have fun excluding exercise? I mean, people go out for ice cream, go out, visit each other, um, you know, um, can watch something that's halal to watch. What's wrong with that? You know? Uh, will the June 10 intensive be streamed? Oz, or yes or no? Uh, probably not. We no. may do recordings. We didn't have the logistics for it. Yeah. But we may put up the recordings. We want to do some nice stuff for the people, you know, in the community yeah. as well. Otherwise, they that's get upset. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And people don't come if it's streamed. Yeah, that's the other thing too. People, they won't show yeah. up. So you can record it and later on we'll put it on our yeah, view. Yeah, probably. But no guarantees. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, running and watching a good documentary, running on the treadmill doing watching a good documentary is really something great. Friday, I will be visiting a masjid in Nabawi and a rawda, inshallah. What is the best ibadah and dhikr to do at that time? As-salaam wa salam al-rasul in any way, shape, and form. That includes reciting dala'irul khairat, reciting salah on the Prophet however you wish, and also making dua, making a lot of dua. Okay. My brother's going to New Jersey, says Aniqwa Ahmed. In June. I told him about Safina Saidi. He said, love to visit. So anytime he comes, he can come. Uh, the stream is held at 367 Somerset Street. And he can come, inshallah. What is the proper way to make and choose friends? First of all, you, the way to make a lot of friends is first to make a lot of acquaintances. There's a level before friendship. Two levels. One is called 
the level of companionship, and secondly is the level of acquaintances. The way you make friends is make a lot of acquaintances and have a bunch of companions, and then you will, amongst them, the friendship will grow by itself. So what is an acquaintance and a, a, a companion and a friend? In Arabic, they are ma'arif, uh, ashab, then asdiqa. And then the closest of your friends who like know everything about your life are akhilla. So that's the plural of these. The uh, How do you have acquaintances? Go to good places, masajid, classes, charity operations. Why? Good people show up there, right? Or people trying to be good show up there, okay? So that's the first thing. So uh, you show up there, and you just get to know what the first level of acquaintanceship is just getting to know what's your name? My name is Shadi, my name your name is so and so, name is so and so, like that. You get to know each other. That's it. You then you keep seeing meeting each other. People you see regularly now, that acquaintance becomes a companion. Like the companion in a sense of in life, like uh, people you see all the time. You see them all the time, okay? The people you see in the massage, the people you see in classes, it's a level of, so, so the point to the point that if you get sick, they'll know, like you've been missing. From when you have acquaintances and you have companions, friendship will grow by itself. I hope that makes sense. Does it make sense, Hans? What are recommended for the holy month of Dhul Qiyadah? I don't know if any, uh, I don't know if there's anything specific in, in Dhul Qiyadah. Okay. Is there any literature to ha- what happened to Ibn Sayyad? He became a Muslim and died a Muslim. Ibn Sayyad, special unique case uh, that. Um, uh, about Ibn Sayyad. Okay. Do the Maliki follow the ruling of fasting Nawafil anytime? Yes, anytime except Eid. So the intensive with housing is 3,000. Yes, for three months. Are the virtues of good deeds multiplied in the holy four, four holy months? Allahu Alam. What should be the balance between dhikr and salawat? Uh, there is no competition, really. Salawat, make as much as you can. Because the Prophet said so, right? If you did salawat, all of your dhikr is salawat, okay. then the Prophet said, all your grief will be gone, and all your concerns and worries will be gone. What is the reward of doing Salat al-Tasbih every day? You're going to get the, that reward. And I'm sure so eventually you'll get better at it. So you get more reward for more focus. Can you recite the du'a you posted on Instagram yesterday? That du'a is as follows. Let me recite it. That du'a states, Allahumma inni as'aluka bi'annak بأن لك الحمد لا إله إلا أنت يا حنان يا منان 
يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذا الجلال والإكرام Let me repeat it again اللهم إني أسألك بأن لك الحمد لا إله إلا أنت يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذا الجلال والإكرام This dua is one of those the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said about it you have asked Allah by his greatest name in which if he's asked by it he answers that's why it is a very, very important and powerful du'a. Okay? Okay? What else we got? Where's the iPad? It's okay. Don't worry about it. I see the, the Instagram questions there. One more question before we wrap up for the day. It's 3 o'clock. Wrap up for the day. Here we go. What was the name of the horse the Prophet took on the night journey? Burak. And it was smaller than a horse, bigger than a mule. And it steps to where its final uh, uh, sight of vision is. It travels very fast. It must be faster than the speed of light, Right? Because the speed of light, we know, takes millions of years just to get to the sun, right? No, 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 no. I meant the end of, not, sorry, I didn't mean to say the sun. I mean, like, to the next universe. Millions yeah, of years. It could take, like. To the next galaxy. Yeah. Right? To the next galaxy. Like, we, we have measured planets yeah, that are millions like of light, light years, years away. Means, like, how long it takes for you to get there. Yeah. So, like, Earth is eight light minutes away from the sun. Or like, but the next galaxy is like a hundred light years or something like that. I forgot. What so it was. that has to be faster than the speed of light. How was it? You tied it in a knot. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Here's the good thing about it: they eat the weeds. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. The weeds, not the grass. So that's really good. They probably eat flowers too, though. Yeah. I want to post Islamic videos, says Ibrahim Khan, but I'm afraid my intention might get corrupted. That's not probably, I would say, the first thing is that Islamic content has to be transparent. Who you are sharing this stuff. Anonymous sharing of Islamic works is not good unless you are learned to the point that you know uh, that what you're sharing is something acceptable to be shared. There's no difference of opinion about it. Even that, how would you know? What if there's a mistake in that? You know, many, many ahadith have no origins, right? Doesn't mean it's fabricated, but we don't know the origin anymore. And sometimes the person who's saying it, yeah. they may be saying something correct, but then you look at what their actual views are, and you don't want people to know, like you don't yeah. want to popularize this individual. Exactly. So, um, I'm not a fan. So, But he didn't say he's going to post it anonymously, right? So let's say you do it perfectly, and it's not anonymous. If you have any questions, my name is so-and-so, I'm the one sharing these videos, contact me here okay because if there's a mistake so what you're going to do now is you're going to do it and purify your intention don't not do it because you're afraid of your intention okay being corrupted is it better to say salah ibrahimiyah or simply allahumma salli wa sallam alayhi anything that brings you the tranquility that you can do a lot of it do that is the summer intensive for those outside of the united states yes How do I reignite my motivation? Remember your reward. 
Think about the rewards that are in front of you. Do you not want something from your creator? And my Christian friend goes to a Muslim kinesiologist and would like to know what Muslim stance would be on such a practice. Google. It's just exercise science. That's it? Yeah, it's just... Sounded like, I don't know, kinesiologist? Just exercise yeah. science. Yeah. It's I like don't think there's like personal training. It's like the science behind your muscle movement and stuff like th- that. There, there's, there's no uh, specific Islamic teaching on except the fact that your prophet did say your body has rights over you. So, and Omar said he loved to be in this world because this is where you reap your good deeds. So it makes sense for us to take care of our bodies so that we could be healthy if Allah gives us a long life. Why waste it by being broken down? Have good habits now, and you'll be good. What if you can't afford housing for the intensive, us? Uh, we have a couple of sponsors. Um, you can pay what, you, what you're capable of. Um, but we had some people, we would have to look into it, inshallah, but we can try making arrangements. But we also want to guarantee that the people who are uh, doing it, like that they're serious and everything, so we need to see some commitment on your end. Mm. But after an interview, inshallah, um, then there were some brothers who said that they would they would be able to cover some of the costs. So we can't guarantee everything because we do we do have costs outside of just the classes. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have classes. We have to pay the the actual rent and the utilities and everything like that. But we can try our best, inshallah, to subsidize the cost. So you can reach out to us. Inshallah. Good. Last announcement: Wednesday, May thirty first. That's the first stop. Is in the evening. Where is it? Harrow. Okay, Harrow. So, Wednesday, Harrow. Next day, Thursday, Birmingham. Next day, Friday, Mustafa Mount. Next day, Saturday, Bolton. Next day, Sunday, High Wycombe. Next day, Mont... Uh, no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Wait a second, how? Uh, Saturday the 3rd of June is sa- Saturday night, okay? High Wycombe. Then... Uh, Milton Keys on Sunday. The Economist. Then Monday, the last event is also in High Wycombe. Okay, I guess they have a city named after the Economist. Is it Milton Keys, the Economist? I think it's Keynes, but I could be wrong about that. Milton Keynes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says. Milton Keynes. Keynes. Mm. Keynesian economics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, are you, do you have no events in like London, London, London? Uh, someone was asking about that. London? Like, I don't know what it's called. London proper or something like that. Hi, isn't High Wycombe in London? I have no idea. High Wycombe. Is that, is that what it is? All right, let's close out with Dua and Nur. Raz, please put that up. What, you got to make sure that uh, didn't... Oh, no, it's kids. Yeah, the kids? The riding it? Oh, my God. You can look from the window if you want to just double check. Oh my god. <laughs> no, that's the wrong husband. Um, no, it's uh, right kids. Yeah, Okay, that's fine. You're scared of the goat. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم اجعل لي نورا في قلبي ونورا في قبري ونورا في سمعي ونورا في بصري ونورا في شعري ونورا في بشري ونورا في لحمي ونورا في دمي 
ونورا في عظامي ونورا في عصبي ونورا من بين يدي ونورا من خلفي ونورا عن يميني ونورا عن شمالي ونورا من فوقي ونورا من تحتي اللهم زدني نورا وأعطني نورا واجعل لي نورا وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم اصلح لنا ديننا الذي هو عصمة أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا آخرتنا التي فيها معادنا واجعل الحياة زيادة لنا في كل خير واجعل الموت راحة لنا في من كل شر وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Oh